There are ancient legends across many cultures that tell of a demon or deity that feed on the blood of the living. These tales, with the belief that the dead could rise again, gave way to one of our most well-known monsters, a being so powerful and charismatic that you could easily become their next meal. This monster's complexity has inspired media for centuries, and will continue as humans remain under the trance of vampires. <laughs> Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each week, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies, and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we catfished some people and Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. So, Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire prior to watching it for the podcast? Yes, a hundred times. A hundred times? I was a Disney Channel kid. I watched a lot of Disney Channel movies. Yeah. I'm surprised because when we had our old podcast, (laughs) we talked about spooky movies on Disney Channel. They were not your favorite. Oh, because can of worms and stuff like that? Uh, the one with the boogeyman. Oh, that one was actually scary to me. As well. <laughs> this was not? Yeah, no, this one was fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, like I mentioned in the first episode, too, like, I was a little afraid of vampires as a kid, but once Twilight and stuff came around, I was just like, wow. What's Twilight? That was like high school. No, well, I'm a year younger, so... It's like high school. Mm, it came out I was like, in like eighth grade. Anyway, oh, okay. when I started reading Twilight. <laughs> Excuse <enough>. me. <laughs> so you're like 14. You yeah. were afraid of vampires up until like <laughs> yeah. 14. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you called yourself out. Uh, I mean, I did watch a lot of horror movies. So yeah, I guess so. Fair enough. I used to make my mom enforce a rule when I went to parties and stuff like that, that I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies or something, just so then people would stop trying to show me horror movies. It's like, oh, so you lied. Yeah. That's responsible for yourself, I yeah. guess. Like, you shouldn't have watched rated R movies, so. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Like, <laughs> don't watch those movies before your time. I was watching, like, serial killer shit when I was five, so. I know. We love a self-aware queen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, sensitized. <laughs> but I'm assuming you enjoy it if you've seen it a million times. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good movie. I like it. It's very nostalgic to me. Even, like, their little grocery store reminds me of the grocery store I had in my hometown and stuff like that, too. Oh, really? Like, the decorations and stuff they have up. Yeah. Okay. So, it's very nostalgic for you? Yes. Brings you back to being a kid? Yeah. For sure. I think I've only seen this one a handful of times. Like, it wasn't my favorite. I was like, it's trying to be scary, but not scary. It's not I don't know. It wasn't my favorite of the creepy supernatural disney channel movies mm-hmm. but it has Anne hilda in it so Anne hilda is great always happy to see her yes so we both have it rated surprisingly as a number one <laughs> do you think there'll be anything less scary than mom's got date i don't i hope not because what what's happening <laughs> i don't know unless we did no you know what even we contemplated doing little vampire but if you want to hear us review that, you could just kind of... <laughs> Maybe we'll... Get out of the press. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we almost did that. And I think that still would have rated higher yeah. than Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. They're a little bit more intimidating than this. Yeah. Yeah, this dude is a fucking piece of white bread. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tom's Guide to the Vampire is a 2000 American made-for-television horror comedy film directed by Steve Boyum and starring Carolyn... How do you say that last name? Is it Ray? Raya. Raya? Carolyn Ray? Well, anyways, and Hilda, Matt O'Leary, who is Gary Giggles in Bye Kids. Oh. The only reason I bring that up is because I was watching this whole damn movie the whole time. I'm like, what is this kid from? Oh, okay. And at the very end, I'm like, that's Gary Giggles. <laughs> it's the only other thing I've ever seen this kid. Oh, okay. okay. So if you like Spy Kids, I'm a big Spy Kids I don't fan. even recognize the name Gary Giggles. Gary Giggles, Spy Kids too. He's like the main bad guy. Oh, what? oh God. Like, uh, it's been a minute. Not the main bad guy, but he's the kid antagonist. Oh, that. okay. Okay. Gary and Gertie. Oh, yeah. Emily Osment. I remember Gertie. Yeah. Okay. So Gary Giggles, Charles Son, Sonnessy, Sonnessy. Yeah. Yeah, him, Laura <laughs> Vandervoort, and Robert Carradine, also known as Lizzie McGuire's father. Yeah. Every time I see him, I was like, oh, hey. I love Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Let's do a Lizzie McGuire podcast where we just do every single episode of Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I did like Lizzie McGuire, but then after a while, I hated Lizzie not actually the show. This has been Kids of the Past. <laughs> oh, Kids of the Past. Oh, no. <laughs> this has been 13 Degrees of Scream. Kids of the Past was our old podcast. I hate this drink. Lizzie McGuire? You hated Lizzie McGuire? Uh, actually, I didn't hate the show. I just started to hate Hillary Duff on a personal level. What'd she do to you? Did she call you up like, hey, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> she dated one of my own fictional boyfriends. Who? Aaron uh, Carter? No, honey, no. I don't know. <laughs> Joel Madden from Good Charlotte. Oh, well, she did date Aaron Carter, I think. That's nice but, for her. <laughs> but no, like, I was in love with Good Charlotte from most of my teen years, and they dated for like a year, and I was upset because I was like, it could have been me. It, like, it, it, it probably couldn't have been. Honestly, he, they're like 14 years older. But... There's always a chance. <laughs> but yeah, I was upset with her. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyways, this is not a Hillary Duff. <laughs> no. It was podcast, no, so let's continue. It aired as a Disney Channel original movie, premiering on the Disney Channel, of course, on Friday, October 13th, 2000. So around Halloween, so good on them. Yeah. That's when we premiered. October thirteenth. Yeah. Here, what are the odds? Mm. So, really, that's all I found on the movie. My limited research on Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Yeah, but I, I do have some fun trivia. Oh, okay. So, Carolyn, I'm gonna call her Carolyn Ray because I, I think it's Ray. Probably. Um, and Charles Sonnesy, who is the vampire in this movie. Mm-hmm. They date in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I actually five. rewatched Sabrina the Teenage Witch not too long ago, and okay. I was like, hey, hey, you two, I, I know who you are. <laughs> this is like a sequel where in the future she gets a new identity. Mm-hmm. She's a witch now, and he turned human somehow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's all connected. Worked out. They're all the same. <laughs> so Dimitri and Lynette go to a restaurant called Renfield's, and Renfield is Dracula's crazy bug-eating sidekick, which there's that movie Renfield coming out. I'm very excited for it. And yeah, Renfield is in Dracula, the original novel, his like... Igor kind of guy. Yeah. So after the film premiered in 2000, Disney Channel received many complaints about a shot in which Dimitri licks his lips while looking at the family dog, presumably because he was interested in feasting on it. This shot was removed from subsequent airings. Was it in the version we watched? I don't remember. I don't remember it. I don't even remember there being a family dog, so I think they completely cut the dog, too. Poor dog. (laughs) Yeah, well, thank God. This would have been another Sam situation. Does the dog die.com? In Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire? Are you kidding me? Right. 
But that's all I got, honestly. There wasn't much to go off of for this movie. Okay. Well, would you like me to tell you about the plot? I sure would, Stephanie. Okay. Preteen Adam Hansen and friend Duffy have backstage passes for the upcoming Headless Horseman concert. (laughs) Seaman. (laughs) Yes. If you guys watch this movie, there's a scene where the mom is sitting in front of a poster. It says Horseman, but the H-O-R is cut off for like 30 seconds. And all you see is semen next to her head. Sad. (laughs) They did that on purpose. I have a feeling. (laughs) So... Adam's older sister, Chelsea, also has plans that weekend with her boyfriend, Peter. However, these engagements are dashed after Adam tries to substitute an essay for class for an article from the Weekly Secret magazine, and Chelsea calls him a dweeb, and the pair are therefore grounded. This reminds me. I had a friend in high school who, like, it was a history class, and he didn't do his paper. He literally copied and pasted the whole Wikipedia article. Oh, no. And he got an A on it. Also, homegirl... She got grounded for calling her brother a dweeb? Yeah, I mean, she really got gypped, honestly. Like, Like, you could have called him a lot worse. Yeah. And I probably still would have let it go. Yeah, that's having an older sister myself. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's like a thing you would say every day, basically. (laughs) Right. So, I understand that he got grounded, but not her. Yeah. I was like, come on. It seems like more or less that she just wants them to hang out together rather than... She said something about, like, if I force you guys into one room, maybe you'll get along or something. Oh, no. Never. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta let it go. <laughs> so, desperate to maintain their plans, Adam and Chelsea check the Lonely Heart section of the newspaper and arrange a chance meeting with their unsuspecting mother at the grocery store. After laying on a guilt trip about how they <laughs> used to be a happy family that had chocolate chip pancakes on the weekends before the divorce, they convinced their poor mother, Lynette, to go to the store with them to get chocolate chips. There they search the stork for Wolfsbane, but aren't able to find him. But Wolfsbane is the, the, guy the pseudonym or whatever that he's using. <laughs> who replied yeah. to this ad, I guess. So one email. Yeah. They just assumed off of this little article, it's like a tidbit, maybe two sentences. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, let's email this dude and see if her mom wants to go on a date with him. Yeah, let's put her mom in potential mortal danger so mm-hmm. we could go do our plans. Right. What? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, they're kids, I guess. They don't know better, but she should. What's her name? Chelsea? Chelsea? Yeah, no, Chelsea hesitates, I think, for a moment, but Adam's like, no, they all have email. It's fine. Like, and I'm like, okay. However, Lynette runs into Dimitri, and he asks her out the next night before walking off into the night and transforming into a bat, which is witnessed by their younger brother, Taylor. Real quick, before we continue, sorry, not to cut you off, <laughs> but we also see Lizzie McGuire's dad walking around the store. And for a second, I couldn't remember. I'm like, is that the vampire? They both have dark hair. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. His name is Van Helsing. Yeah. Like Van Hel- you know, Van- mm. we all know who Van Helsing is. So, But for the longest time in that scene, I thought that was a vampire. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot take this seriously. No. But he's not the vampire. Nah. He almost meets Lynette, too, mm-hmm. in the store, but. Yeah, because he's, like, searching around. Yeah. And, like, following the, the vampire. And then the kids think he's Wolfsbane for a second. Yeah, but then the mom's already met Dimitri, so they're yeah. just like, it's whatever. Yeah. Like, as long as she's going somewhere. Right, they'll be like, my mom's single. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so Taylor is, of course, freaked out, but his older siblings and mother brush him off, assuming he's just scared from watching a vampire movie with Adam earlier in the week. The next day, Adam meets with Duffy to find out that he has already given away his ticket after he told him he wasn't coming to a bully named Boomer. Boomer and Duffy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
he and Boomer end up making a deal that he'll get the ticket back if Boomer gets a date with Adam's sister, Chelsea. Remember this, because this is a big thing for like approximately 30 seconds later in the movie. Yeah, exactly. So remember this. Exactly. I, I had to get all these little tidbits. That's why it took me so long to write this. I mean, that does come back to haunt him. <laughs> just whoring out his sister, too. Yeah. Like, can we stop? First his mom, then his sister. Just to get what he wants. Women oh, are objects. Little shit. Misogynistic eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Whatever grade he's in. God. I'm glad that he didn't need, like, a bike or something. Who knows what he would have done with Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Am I going to date with my little brother? That evening, Lynette is having second thoughts about going out, as this will be her first time dating since her divorce. But Chelsea and Adam insist that she should get back out there, as her husband has moved on and remarried, so why should she? <laughs> Dad doesn't give a fuck anymore. Right. He does not think about you at all. He doesn't Dad, care about you anymore. He hates you. <laughs> right. You're going to let him win? <laughs> That's basically... Yeah, it's a weird conversation. I mean, it's somewhat sweet, but I can't remember anything that they told her. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like, you gotta go. Yeah. She agrees, but the sibling's plan is starting to fall apart when Taylor leaves a message with Malachi Van Helsing, a vampire hunter, and follows after them to warn their mother that Dimitri is a vampire. Lizzie McGuire's dad has established her. Yes, yes. (laughs) Adam and Chelsea interfere when Taylor reaches the restaurant, and Adam convinces him that if Dimitri can pass the spoon test, a.k.a. hanging a spoon from his nose, he's not really a vampire, which he does. However, when they turn to leave, Adam realizes that Taylor was telling the truth and sees that Dimitri doesn't have a reflection in the window. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Although, if that spoon was real silver, he might have burned up. Should have burned up. So that restaurant actually has some cheap-ass silverware. Just saying. Yeah. Unless they're not following by that rule. but <laughs> They could not be. Huh. I don't know. They don't really say. Chelsea and Adam take Taylor home to a babysitter and set out to save their mom. We'll get to it, maybe. If we don't, if we don't talk about it, I'll talk about it. This fucking babysitter is the worst. She's not great. Shortly after they leave, Van Helsing arrives to talk to Taylor. He realizes that the spoon test was a lie, and they begrudgingly work as a team to find the vampire after Taylor sneaks into his car. Go ahead and make your comment about the babysitter. Malachi just walk like, Taylor lets this grown-ass man into the house. Well, yeah, the babysitter's like, there's a grown man here to see you. Like, what? Yeah, and she's like, okay. Like, it's fine that a man just walked in that you don't know. The kid... Doesn't really know. Yeah, and she's like, this is fine. Folks, if you're babysitting a kid and a grown-ass man walks into the house, call the police. Yeah. Somebody. I don't know. Stab him. Anything. Don't just be like, hi. That is an intruder. But anyway, that babysitter pissed me off. Yeah, and then she just sits on the phone, and Taylor leaves with him. Like, we never see her cut back and be like, oh, I'm so concerned. Where did Taylor go? We just assume she's still on the phone. (laughs) The next day, she's still there. (laughs) Oh, my God. So Taylor sneaks into his car and leaves with him. Meanwhile, it's clear that Lynette and Dimitri have separate interests. As she wants to go dancing, and he only wants to go places where they'd be alone. Mm, Wink, wink. And I talked to Shantae about this because I actually watched it with her earlier in the week. And we were talking about, like, how it may be a little rude, at least it comes off rude to Dimitri, I'm sure, that Lynette is completely ignoring his plans for the evening. But also, 
on the side of Lynette, it seems like Dimitri's just trying to seal the deal, like hit it and quit it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's both. Yeah. Not, not great either way. Right. But yeah, she's just like, let's, let's go back to my place. Right. Like, let's go on a romantic carriage ride in the park alone. <laughs> Where no one will see me murder. I mean, yeah. give you kisses. <laughs> <laughs> so she instead convinces him to go to a rockabilly dance hall and the kids follow them inside this part was so bizarre to me it is very it weird like why that <laughs> what town has this where they're having i've never even heard of rockabilly aside from this movie like, really like yeah that term or just yeah oh okay yeah it's like hillbilly rock music kind of yeah thing. and it's Anything else? Like, you could have been doing, like, a Halloween-themed something. Nothing against Rockabilly, I guess, if that's your jam. (laughs) But it was just a very weird choice to me. That's what's happening on a Friday night. Yeah. Here. Out of all places, yeah. Okay, whatever floats your boat, tickles your pickle, go for it. So Adam and Chelsea just start working the room to every angle they can to separate Dimitri from their mom. They inform the band that their mother is there because she used to sing in a well-known girl band, which gets her called on stage to perform. And they convince a bouncer that Dimitri is a stalker and get him thrown out. Hey, you know what? I'm happy (laughs) that worked out. Yes. So good on them that that actually they kicked him out. Right. To protect her. That is nice. this is giving me Hocus Pocus vibes again. The whole dance scene. I'm like, okay. Despite (laughs) it being rockabilly, I like this scene a lot. Yes. However, this only temporarily distracts him as he's able to climb the wall of the building and get back inside before Lynette notices he's gone. This bitch walks right up the side of the building. Right. Okay. Not like Spider-Man crawl, just like straight up, like, I'll just put my feet on the wall. (laughs) Yeah, the the CGI was so janky when he first, like, he walked on the normal ground and then started walking upwards and then they switched the view because it looks so crap like it was like two frames a second it was bad but then he walks up like normally it's fine this is normal right lynette and dimitri then head off to the carnival adam and chelsea try to follow after but dimitri has crushed their bikes so they call on duffy his brother and boomer to give them a ride because that's where the concert is being held Boomer and Duffy dumbly assume that Adam still wants to go to the concert over saving their mom. <laughs> Priorities. You know right. what? Adam seems like the type that yeah. concert over saving your mom's life. Right. They're like, so he's a vampire? Like, you're going to go though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And Boomer mentions their bargain for the ticket for a date with Chelsea. Oh. Of course, she's pissed off, but Adam points out that they just did the same thing to their mom, and he has changed now and realized how important family is. This fucking scene, it was like this attempt to make a really dramatic music swell. Yes. Adam, how could you do this to me? I've changed. And I love that she's like, we did this this morning. It was like, Chelsea tries to walk away. I'm like, first of all, now's not the time to be pissed about this. Right. Like, you got shit to do. Be mad later kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then we go into this supposedly very touching scene where Adam's like, I'm so sorry. Family. It's like not even 30 seconds. And no. she's like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> it was like, nice try. A for effort. But you totally missed the Botched shot. Botched it. Yeah. It was like fumble. And it was so, to me, I don't know about you. It was so out of place. Yeah. It seemed so, like, it's a decom, so it's cheesy just to begin with. Right. But it was just so, like, they were trying to make that touching moment where they just didn't have to do that. No. She could have just been mad at him and be like, we'll talk about this later. But they tried to make 
Not a moral. Like a full house kind of arc or something for a minute, which I think could have cut it. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was like a 10 second scene. I was like, but it was so (laughs) jarring. I was like, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, okay. Like, I was like, your mom is still being attacked by a vampire, right? Like, (laughs) now's not the time. Chelsea, be mad later. You act like he sold your soul to the devil. <laughs> like, all he did was promise a date with somebody, which is, you know, icky. Not great. Not yeah. great. And especially when you're a kid and this is, like, the biggest thing to you. Right. However, your mom's gonna die. <laughs> so, like, let's pull it together. Yeah. Get some perspective. Exactly. <laughs> that scene just, like, it was the funniest thing. This whole movie. <laughs> So they run off to find their mom, and Adam's friends finally believe they're concerned that Dimitri is actually a vampire and mess with his car. Like, it's only for, like, a second again. I totally, like, I saw that they looked at the car, and then I, like, totally missed I did, too. I just know that this happens. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie just telepathically knew. I communicated with, like, seven-year-old Stephanie, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's correct. (laughs) time, space, and medium. (laughs) So... Meanwhile, Lynette has realized that she's been missing all this time and has found herself again. She thanks Dimitri for helping her see that she can have fun now, post her divorce, but they are very different people, and she doesn't see this going any further. I was like, that's an end-of-the-day conversation. You're still at the carnival. At first, I was like, you go, girl. (laughs) But she's like, yeah, we're having fun. Want to go bumper cars? Like, what? Uh, like, you just broke up with him. I'm like, well, I mean, not broke up, yeah. but you know, it's still you basically put said, the damper on the day. Yeah, like I think we should leave. Like, okay, yeah, like at least milk him dry. For, like the rest of well, that's not a bad. Yeah, you know what I meant because he's wanting to milk her dry. A blood, yes, a blood, a blood. But yeah, she ain't feeling it. Yeah, but <laughs> she just comes right out with it. Like, oh well, <laughs> thanks. But no thanks. Yeah. You're great, but no. So Dimitri loses it, completely fed up with the whole date and all of her shenanigans, and puts her under a trance to lure her to his home. I was like, why don't you just do this from the beginning? You clearly didn't want to go to these places. Maybe he has some sort of, like, I don't want to say morals, because that's not the word, but code of conduct. He's like, let's try to woo her normally, and maybe, just maybe, this has always worked in the past. Yeah. Where he just could use his devilish good looks and Mm, whatever the case may be. He does seem very frustrated by her. He's like, oh my fucking god. (laughs) Like, can you just not not be like this? (laughs) Love me. (laughs) Chelsea and Adam are threatened by Dimitri before he leaves, but figure out his address and arrive before them via taxi thanks to Dimitri's car troubles. Adam and Chelsea determine that the only way to save their mom is by separating Dimitri from his coffin. So they push it into a nearby pond just as Dimitri and their mother arrive. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. What? And Adam just sits on the coffin out in the water. Like, I was like, what was the plan there, man? Like, well, I, I guess I, just to keep him from flying in there? Well, yeah, I guess vampires can't walk across water or like go through water. Yeah. I it up because I was like, is this a trope? And apparently it is. No. Oh. They can't, like, cross water in any way. He's got some seeds out there. And yeah. Still, like, you gotta count. He didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I could have just stabbed him with a stake. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a pretty typical vampire. Like, I'm sure that would have worked. Right. Like, garlic. Yeah, that's true. Holy water. Van Helsing gives Taylor, like, a, a huge thing yeah, of garlic. garlic. Yeah. Throw them in, like, grenades. Like, pull them off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they are perfect for that. Like, they're just, they're just the right there. size. Yeah. No. Okay. So let's just take the heaviest <laughs> thing yeah 
from the second story window, nonetheless. I had to push it through the window. Mm-hmm. Down a huge ass flight of the stairs to the lake. Or they could have just burned it. Like, do we need to respect his house? Like, no, just burn down the house. Yeah. If the carpet catches on fire, oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, darn. Don't try to kill my mom. <laughs> they do the most for no reason. They do. When Dimitri realizes that the coffin's missing, he finds Chelsea hiding and threatens to bite her as well until Adam brings the coffin back to shore. At the end of their rope, Adam agrees and they put it back. Van Helsing and Taylor then arrive and Dimitri and Van Helsing square off, but it's brought to an end pretty quickly when Van Helsing just is knocked unconscious. Immediately. Yeah. Everyone's unconscious. He shuts the door and then Dimitri just like busts down the door on top of him and it's like, you're a vampire hunter and this just is taken out by a freaking door. Right. They also have like a little bit of witty banter. Like this isn't the first time they've come across each other either. So instead of stalking him, you clearly like knew his abouts right. for a while. And today's the day. Today's the day, like, when someone's in jeopardy, like, okay, maybe I should take care of this. Maybe he just recently moved locations. Maybe. Because he was trying to, like, track him down. Oh, maybe. Because he stopped at the car lot where he got his car, Dimitri's car. Okay, yeah. And did some little voodoo to follow it. Oh, yeah. You're probably right, but just looking at this man, I have no faith or confidence in any of his abilities, or lack thereof. No. So I'm just assuming he's just been chilling for weeks. <laughs> You're probably he's like, right. I'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's not a rush. He hasn't killed anyone yet. <laughs> Dimitri then admits he was never going to let anyone go, and he's about to bite Adam when the trance is broken on Lynette from hearing the children's cries for help. Love. Love <laughs> conquers the world. <laughs> she shoves Dimitri into the open casket, and Van Helsing, now revived, forces it shut with a silver nail gun. Van Helsing flirts a bit with Lynette and agrees to come with the family to have pancakes. Ew. Yeah. Like, Just kidding. <laughs> like immediately. Like, she's like, I'm done with this date. Ready for the for next one. the next one. one, I almost died and I was through a very traumatic experience. Right. Learned and the that- kids are like, nah, she doesn't date. And she's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Okay. So, you know, after nearly dying and finding out vampires do, in fact, exist. Oh, we do find out, by the way, if you were surprised to learn, that Dimitri was Wolfsbane. Ah, mm. They made it like a thing. Like, no shit. Yeah. You didn't think so? Like, So, what, you just were waiting for Wolfsbane, found another man, and were like, Wow, Wolfsbane. just lucked out. Like, right? like, yeah. So, that was a little twist. Like, no. uh yeah, like, it's amazing enough, too, that Van Helsing and Wolfsbane Dimitri were in the same place, but then they also thought there was a third person out there that they just never met. Like, Yeah, I mean, I get it, and Hilda. Yeah, I mean, she, she could, get, she could it, get it. But, okay, so Wolfsbane was Dimitri. Yeah. Big surprise. Were you surprised? No. <laughs> Ain't nobody. I had to actually go back and make sure that they didn't have, like, verify that he was Wolfsbane at the store. Yeah. Because it happened so quickly. Like, they're all just sudden just talking. No. And that, no, they didn't know. (laughs) Their knowledge was just some random guy that she happened to come across. Yeah. Fuck Wolfsbane, I guess. Right. Snooze, you lose. Our mom needs a date. (laughs) (laughs) Take what you could get at this point. Right. So, I actually found a little bit of backgrounds on... Why vampires need coffins. Yeah, that was, to me, I never, like, I know they sleep in coffins, but I didn't think they needed it. Like, that was just... Yeah, but it became very, like, he was aggressively angry that 
he didn't have a coffin. Yeah, I'm like, just like sleep in the basement where there's no sun, if that's right. the thing. Like, you, you have windows and close the blinds. Like Yeah, so that was a big thing. Not, well, thing towards the end, that was the whole, like, we're going to thwart his plan by doing this. <laughs> it was a decent plot point. So I was yes. curious as to why that is, Stephanie. Okay. So the trope works for several reasons, primarily to emphasize that they are members of the living dead, so their deviancy is naturally reflected in their sleeping habits. Yeah. Obviously, coffins are a good way to keep the light out. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. And with Count Dracula, he actually had to have his coffin because it included soil from his land in Transylvania, so... In order to successfully be able to rest and regain his strength, he needed to sleep in a coffin bearing the soil of that land. Oh, yeah, I've never heard that before. I just assumed it was because they were technically, like, dead. Yeah, some, like, more lore as well is because they are actually, like, not just sleeping. They are dead in the day. Like, Yeah. Yeah, they only are living at night. So when you say that, do you mean they're not actually falling asleep? They're like actually, No, it's not like bedtime. It's like... They're like no longer existing. Yes. Okay. They are a dead body. <laughs> oh, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's a little creepier. I thought they were just sleeping. Yeah, I thought it was just night-nights. <laughs> like, that's the thing with vampires. Like, there's such an opportunity to kill them. Yeah. Like, just at any point during the day, go grab some Starbucks. <laughs> you can there. go midday, yeah. In the morning, get a breakfast sandwich. After lunch, shit, even before dinner. Mm-hmm. Hop on over, find their, their casket. They're not even awake. They're not even, like, inhabiting their body anymore. Right. They cannot stop you. <laughs> you could, like, kill them so easily. Yeah. Yeah, you could. You really could. I feel like now, during the day, like, vampires are a non-issue. <laughs> yeah. Minus the ones that could go out. I know we keep yeah. with that little caveat there but the the norm i'm gonna say the normal ones the more traditional vampires the ones with the traditional family they're the ones they're like so easily to kill right like just just find their casket yeah wait till the day i guess so right yeah casket's not gonna save you no it really wouldn't (laughs) unless again to your point unless they need the soil gives them their power yeah it also appears, too, that while some vampires can just sleep in a dark space, the coffin is more restrictive of light because it is actually, like, sealed shut. So we see varying forms, I guess, throughout the series of vampires can withstand a little bit of light, just not direct sunlight. Yeah. I guess some need complete darkness, and that's why they are entombed. And it also is a mode of travel for them as well. Like, if they have, like, a henchman that can take them places, that's they would be oh, carried to somewhere else. Can we do like a cardboard box? It'd be a bunch lighter. <laughs> we could seal that shot pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of tape. And... Yeah. Also, I think too, since it's under the guise that it's a dead body in there, like who's gonna disrespect it? Like, I mean, aside from perverts. <laughs> aside from perverts. <laughs> but like at least their worries, I guess. But like if you're like traveling with it, you, you just be like, you know, my great uncle died recently. Like, please don't touch the casket or I'm something. I'm just traveling with the casket. You know. Don't worry about it. He wanted to have a touring funeral, so we are going on tour. This feels illegal somehow. But assuming that no one would want to desecrate a coffin. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't desecrate. Yeah, that is illegal. You will get in trouble. You will get in trouble. It is also illegal to enter cemeteries at night. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. What if you, like, want to visit a loved one and it just is dark? 
There have been so many murderers and stuff that have been grave robbers, though. That's what oh, the that cops are going to assume you were doing. Oh, is that what? Mm-hmm. That's a th- oh, sh- that don't. is a thing. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't go in there. Yeah. The reason you're not supposed to enter cemeteries at night is because they assume that you are robbing graves because one of the more famous murderers was a grave robber who took pieces of typically old ladies that had died and was using them as fleshy suits. You said the F word. Oh, sorry. sorry. (laughs) Using them as skin suits. Thank you. That's better. I mean, it's not better, but you know what I mean. Like he wanted to feel like a woman. (laughs) Also... If you go right when the sun is setting, you might run into a vampire leaving their casket. Right, so. right. I think that would almost be better than Ed Gein, honestly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'd rather run into a vampire. Than a man with a nipple belt. Oh! <laughs> also a thing. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't either. It's very icky. Yeah, so it's just under that. Yeah. Common. Interesting. I just thought, like I said, it's just because they were dead, and that's what they're used to. I think it could be as well. Nick actually made a good point when we were talking about Dark Shadows before we started recording that it was, we assumed that Barnabas, at least how they depict it, was just so used to sleeping in a coffin that that's why he got another one because he couldn't sleep anywhere else. Oh, they're just trying to get comfy cozy. (laughs) Yeah, he's cozy now. Okay, I get it. Yeah. But overall, how did you feel about the acting of this? Because I want to make a point of it. Not, not great. It was not great. But Aside from Aunt Hilda, you don't really see any of the characters. Well, and Lizzie McGuire's dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't see a lot of their stuff out nowadays. Yeah. Although, Adam did a pretty good job, I think. He was a little yeah. shithead, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But in terms of, like, the vampire characteristic of Dimitri, how do you think he did as a vampire? I mean, he was fine, but it was a little hokey at times. They did actually run over the concept. It was very brief, where he had to be invited into their home. Yeah. Which I was hoping that they were going to do, like, a follow-up scene with that, like him just barging into their house after. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Maybe that was just something that didn't make the cut or whatever. Yeah, maybe you need to be invited every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, like, one time. I don't know. I know in Buffy, you can, like, resend the invite. Like, but after you grant them access, unless you're, like, pissed off at them and say, like, now nah, you can't be in here anymore. They can just come in when they want. Yeah. Yeah, this was a very cartoony depiction of a vampire. Also, I want to talk about that part where he turns into a bat. That looks so bad. It was very bad. It was so bad, guys. Google CGI scene of Dimitri turning into a vampire. Oh, my God. It turned into, like, a blob. Yeah. And then kind of a bat. It was bad. It was bad. And that's the only time ever he was a bat in this whole movie. Yeah. Really could have solved a lot of his issues, I think, if he transformed into a bat a little bit more frequently. Maybe. But also, they probably realized it didn't look good. Yeah, they're like, they tried it that once, and they're like, guys, we can't do this again. (laughs) This was the whole budget for this. It was not good. Also, I know we didn't make it out to be, but a thing to note, I guess, is the reason... Taylor trusts Adam wholeheartedly with all of his vampire facts is because he's like a big monster buff. So he just randomly knows all these bizarre, oh yeah, bizarre facts about vampires and stuff. Yeah, so could gaslight your little brother. Yeah, yeah. Rude. He's not gonna trust him again. (laughs) No, no, I wouldn't. None of the family should, honestly. After this, no, absolutely not. No, your mom almost died. (laughs) That's your fault, Adam. You have to live with that. But also, though, Dimitri did threaten at the end that when he threatens to kill Chelsea if he doesn't get the coffin back, 
he says something about like she'd make a lovely vampire princess and like she's a little young but like sounding as if Lynette and Chelsea and him will all just be a vampire family after this like just the three of them not the other two not the, not the brothers I mean probably not <laughs> we're gonna eat them kill them but I was like but you didn't get along on the date so why were you gonna keep Lynette around I don't know. Maybe he was just, he was, or maybe he was just spitballing. Yeah. He was just very hungry at this point. He's like, I already put too much effort in Lynette. She's mine. I'm done. Yeah, that's true. So. I don't know. It would be interesting, I guess, if his plan was not just to eat, but to turn them. Yeah. I don't know. We, well, we, we won't know. Time. No, ain't no time. Thank you for listening. If you join the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate it. You can find us on social media using 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next week. Don't get that crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.